We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. That might be most black people. Love, love ain't love for most white folks. White for everything white people do has a political purpose. Mm. Everything white people do has a political purpose. Ain't no love is love with white would, folks. Would be, we be considered racist if we only date within our race? No, that's what you call race loyalty. And you can, racism is a group system yeah. of exploitation, discrimination, oppression, bias, mm -hmm. where one group seeks to deny all members of another group their fair share of resources, opportunities, and privileges. You know why you can't be a racist? You don't own a damn thing white people need in order to live. <laughs> Mm. True. White people need you for nothing, but you need them. Mm -hmm. Who schools our kids go to? Theirs. True. Our money in whose banks? Theirs. Who's building the houses we need to rent and buy? Them. Who's shipping our stuff around the world that we need to order to live? Them. You follow me? Mm. They don't need us. We need them for everything. We are as dependent on white people today as we were when slavery ended 157 years ago. Black people got to be careful about raising the importance of other people's issues to our own. Because by doing that, you reduce the quality of your own fight. Right. Because nobody else has been through what you've been through here. Everybody in America showed up as an immigrant. We're the only people who showed up as imports. Mm. Why would you dare make the gay struggle equal? Mm. Why would you dare make uh, the Arab or Asian struggle equal? Mm. Ridiculous. When those Asian women were murdered in Atlanta, which was a tragedy, and I didn't have a problem with the president making a law against it. But my problem was, you had about eight to a dozen Asian women get murdered in one night. And it was As a result urgency. of one night, yep. one night, the president and vice president flew down to Atlanta and met with the Asian community. He passed an executive order almost overnight. Mm. A congressional bill came, anti-Asian hate, unanimously passed. Mm -hmm. Almost overnight. Mm-hmm. My issue with that, one Asian tragedy, they get a personal meeting with the president and vice president, they get an executive order, they get a federal law that makes it illegal to even use a racial slur. Mm -hmm. We've been here 400 years. You ain't never flew down and met with us face to face after no tragedy. Yeah. When that damn devil walked into that supermarket in Buffalo, New York and murdered those Africans, when mm -hmm. Dylan Roof walked into that church in Charleston, South Carolina, murdered those Africans, we didn't even get a face to face meeting from the president of the United States mm -hmm. who was black at the time, Barack Obama. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is what you do for the Asians? And then you sign an executive order? And then you sign an anti-Asian hate? Where's the anti-black hate? I don't well, want to sound dumb, but you know, they would have to deal with their their, their people. Who do we have that would support us? I agree with you. Mm. The reason they responded to the Asians the way that they did yeah. is they because got somebody the to Asians, go home. Absolutely. You have China, you have Japan, who do black you have Americans countries have call. who have political power yes. mm -hmm. that America has relationships with mm -hmm. that they can't afford to lose. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And you will have to answer. There will be political economic consequences for letting our people get mistreated in your land. Mm -hmm. We don't have that. But, and the reason we don't have that is because we have not helped to build a single African state mm -hmm. into the power base we need her to be so she can speak out for us. We have used our money yeah. to empower Understandable. all these nationalities and use almost none of it to empower Africa, mm -hmm. the very continent we need to do what you just said. Be strong enough to be a diplomatic voice for right. American Africa. But this, mm -hmm. And this is why I asked you before which one is more important to fix first. Because if we had that power behind us, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be easier for us to make moves over here? You know what I mean? 
if we had that power in Africa. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But we're not building the power, though. Mm. In other words, we should be in Africa right now. I'm sending you to Ghana. Mm. I'm sending you to Nigeria. Mm. I'm sending you to Namibia. I'm mm. going to go to Ethiopia. We're going to sit down with the president. Listen, we are $2 trillion people. Yeah. We need you to be able to speak up for us. Would it be what hard to get dual citizenship? Economic, what are the economic slave chains mm -hmm. that America has around your economy? What are the economic slave chains America has around your economy? And what could we do with our education and income to weaken those chains so one day they can fall? Africa would love to do business with us instead of the World Bank mm -hmm. or the International Monetary Fund mm -hmm. or the French government or the Belgian government or the German government. China. They would rather do the business with us. But the problem with black folks, we are comfortable and content being American slaves. We're not looking at the global ramifications of our irresponsible behavior. Mm -hmm. We're not looking at the global needs of our people. We are content with this America the way that it is. We are comfortable being treated like 21st century slaves because if we were not with the resources we waste every day, yeah. we would be going crazy. Go down your social media feed. Does it look like a black America's in a crisis? Go down your you YouTube. Does it look like black America's in a crisis? Right. Go through mm. your Twitter. True. Go in, if, if you did not know how racist America was, and you went to black Twitter, black Instagram, black TikTok, black Nothing YouTube. important there. Could you tell? No. no. Don't it look like we live in the best times of our lives? No, <laughs> because black people are like overgrown children. Slavery arrested our psychopolitical development. Mm. Slavery arrested our psychopolitical development. Mm. The slave system turned us into eternal children in this country. What do children do? They spend their money on the things that they like. Right. And they beg their parents for the things that they need. Is that not black America? Two billion on Air Jordans every year. You're right. Four billion on liquor. 30 billion on hair and beauty. Nearly a billion dollars on chicken, turkey, beef, and pork. Multiple billion on video games. Multiple million on children's cologne. Children's cologne. Check this out. We spent about... Yeah, we spent about $21 million on children's cologne a year. Wow. What the fuck is children's cologne? You know, yeah. baby polo, yeah, yeah. baby Versace. Oh, ba yeah, yeah, they got children's okay. cologne. Mm. But half the black boys in America in fourth grade can't read on their grade level. That's mm -hmm. a fact. Half yeah. the black boys in America in eighth grade can't read on their grade level. Definitely. But we spending $21 million on cologne. I don't excuse nothing another race does to my people. Because as a human being, you should be able to practice decency whether you're dealing with a billionaire or somebody who dead broken homeless on the street. You understand me? Definitely. But we have to look in the mirror too. And look at how we make it easy for people to disrespect us. Because how does a people in your condition have the time to engage in this type of tomfoolery over here? Mm -hmm. Do you feel me? Yeah. If I'm Chinese looking at black America, mm -hmm. how do I make sense out of this? Y'all right. can't care about yourselves. Because as much as you talk about reparations and as much as you talk about the next presidential election, look at the money you waste. Imagine a Korean walking to a black community meeting on reparations. A Korean. And stand up and say, can I ask y'all a question? Mm. Why y'all in here arguing over reparations when y'all didn't turn my people into a trillion dollar nation? I make $30 billion off y'all people a year. Mm -hmm. $30 billion a year. How much has we have we given the Koreans over the past 30 years? What's 30 billion times 30 years? And you talking about reparations? You see that? Mm. But black people are in denial about our self-hate. Mm. I tell black women all the time, if you would just stop hating the way God made you, you can take your $30 billion a year and build an independent school for every black girl out here. Mm. You could stop child sex trafficking. Black women could wipe out child sex trafficking for black girls by taking some of that $30 billion on here. But guess what? How I look is way more important than the condition of my people. Mm. Black men, same thing. Mm. We could take the $4 billion on liquor, the $2 billion on Air Jordans, mm -hmm. the multiple billion we spent on vacations, all the money we spent on these damn non-black women. We could take that money and build black schools money for black boys all over the clubs, country. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, but I want to know, we can't, I mean, I don't want to say we can't change that, but that's, that's we're surrounded by. It's like, Every block has a liquor store. Every block has sneaker store. That don't mean you have to partake. No, discipline. I agree with that 100%. Where but is the discipline? It's so hard for the people that don't know no better. Discipline. But yeah. We do know better. Uh. We do. Even the most politically uneducated black person knows there's something better I could be doing with this money. Do you True. feel me? I agree. We uh. are comfortable in our oppression. And the reason we're comfortable in it is the white man has allowed us enough of his useless amusements 
to content us with our oppression. We got the cell phone, social media, NBA playoffs. We have enough. See, black poverty ain't the same as African poverty. It ain't the same as Caribbean African poverty. It ain't the same as Brazilian African poverty. Our poverty is damn near middle to upper class in most other places in the world. Do you understand me? And so because we don't have it as bad as other people, we think we winning when we losing. Mm. We think we winning when we losing. Is that why, you know, when Africans or the Caribbeans come over here and they be like, yo, you know what? Y'all got it easy. Like, you know what I mean? Y'all just being lazy. Compared to what they come from. Right, yeah. And when they come, they take advantage of whatever they can do. Mm. So they'll work at the taxi. They'll work at the uh, airport security, so, right? And I, they'll I, save that money and they will send it back, back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Many of them come over there to hustle and to send the money back home. And I don't have no problem with them doing that, you understand? Mm -hmm. But what I do need the African immigrant brother and sister to understand, America will give you opportunity that she will never give me because you are not a threat. Mm -hmm. You can be deported whenever they feel like it. True. You can be stripped of your American citizenship or your green card whenever they feel like it. They can strip me of my citizenship, but where do they send me? Nowhere. We are the only people that cannot be deported. And that's why America can't stand us, even though she's the reason she can't get rid of us. So I know you said earlier that you you don't want to beg anybody to be a part of the, the movement, basically, yes, right? Yes, or the race. Right. So, but it just seems like a lot of people are ignorant to what's going on here. So it wouldn't be begging. I just think they need to be educated. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Uh, I think they're ignoring it. I don't disagree totally. Mm-hmm. You have Negroes and you have Coons. Okay. The Negro is completely ignorant. Mm-hmm. He would respond to what you just suggested. Mm-hmm. Take a Negro who think white people are everything. Mm-hmm. White women are beautiful. White people are more intelligent. Black people are lazy. Mm-hmm. He's a Negro. He's been miseducated. Mm-hmm. You educate him, you can bring him back into the revolution. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. He was just a Negro. He didn't know. Right. But then you got the Coon. Mm-hmm. The coon knows mm-hmm. that the white man ain't better. The coon knows that black people are the original people. Mm-hmm. But he's paid and financed mm-hmm. to intentionally mislead his people. Mm-hmm. The Negro, I can work with because yeah. I can educate him out of his situation. Right. The coon is dangerous. The coon has stabbed me in my back the minute I turned my back. Mm-hmm. And that's why many of our African leaders from around the world have been betrayed by members of their inner circle. Mm-hmm. Patrice Lumumba, murdered by a friend. Thomas Sankara, murdered by a stepbrother. Malcolm X, murdered by people he trusted. Dr. King, set up by people he trusted. When you look at the black struggle globally, because you got to look at all of our heroes and sheroes, not just the ones here. Mm-hmm. Many of them were set up and sabotaged by people they grew up with and who they trusted. Kwame Nkrumah was overthrown in Ghana with the assistance of his college roommate at Lincoln University in Pennsylvania. Like the fr- State Department found his roommate, sent him to Ghana to help overthrow his roommate, who was the first democratically elected president in Africa post-colonization. That's like the, the Fred Hampton story I've seen recently. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Now... That informant wasn't a friend of Farrod Hampton, mm-hmm. but to your point, he weaved his way into his trust, uh-huh. sold him out, gave the FBI a drawing of Fred Hampton's apartment, yeah. drugged his Kool-Aid. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So mm-hmm. when you get in this movement for black liberation, you don't have no friends. I, I have a quick mm-hmm. question for you mm-hmm. that may be personal. Do you feel like since you're a big impact to the black community mm-hmm. that you're in danger? I'd say this. I get death threats on a regular basis. I know the FBI and CIA tapped my phone. They've been doing it since my first trip to Africa, 2005. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's about six people who come around me on a regular basis who I'm pretty certain are paid agents. Some of the women who have expressed interest in me over the past six months, I definitely believe that they are paid agents. But I'm going to say this to you. When I look at Malcolm and Martin, we took all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And I listened to their friends who survived them. They often talk about how those two great black leaders, two of my heroes, got to a point in their life where they were so spiritually and emotionally exhausted from the threat of death that they felt they secretly wished for it to come to get it over with. Because mm. like always looking over your shoulder kind of situation. They got tired of it. Right. Mm. Dr. King got tired of it. Malcolm got tired of it. Mm-hmm. And I think they asked the Lord, just make sure when they hit me, they don't hit my daughter and children, mm. my wife and children. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm that fatigued from the threat mm-hmm. that it takes away my commitment to the struggle. Now, they never lost their commitment to the struggle. Yeah. But they basically died before they died, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Because once you psychologically exhausted with the threat of death, there's mm-hmm. nothing else to live for. I'm still struggling, right. mm-hmm. but I'm not enjoying my life. Gotcha. My wife can't really enjoy me. My kids can't really enjoy me because my mind has become beaten down with the prospect of death. Mm. Remember, they bombed Dr. King house twice. Right. They bombed Malcolm house the day before he, mm-hmm. the week before he died, mm-hmm. right? I don't ever want to get like that. So I discipline myself. Mm-hmm. I practice traditional African spirituality. I try to stay as rooted as possible. I need to do a better job, but that, that's my walk. The biggest thing that insulates me, though, is I believe I was born to do what I did, what I'm doing. I don't believe I was born to be nothing else but what I am right now. And because I believe that I'm on a God-given mission, and because I believe that the ancestors are helping me as much as possible to achieve the goals that I have in mind for my people, which is ultimately liberation for all African folks, if I die in the work, it was my destiny. And if I don't, it wasn't. You know what I mean? So for me, I'm content with whatever happens. Mm. But my comfort and peace of mind comes from knowing that this is the destiny I negotiated with God in heaven before I incarnated. So it don't really bother me. So, so let, let me ask you this question, right? To, just to go back to the dating outside your race. Um, you once said that dating interracially is a form of self-hatred. Absolutely. Um, why, do you, why do you believe that? Absolutely. Because why do you want to stare in the face of a member of the people who have committed the greatest human atrocities against your people? These are the people. Is that only do, specifically to white people, or you, do you mean if they date an Asian woman or Indian woman? Is that still the same? Well, I got stuff? two answers. If we if right. we dealing with white people, right? Yeah. Why would you want one of them after what they've done to us and continue to do? Mm. Because your white girlfriend's still a racist. She still doesn't value black life. You understand that white man Serena Williams is married to. He don't value black life. You understand that white woman that took a billion dollars from Tyler, uh, not Ty, Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah. She don't value black life, right? Mm-hmm. I can give you countless examples of people I've met in therapy who were called the N-word by white husbands and white wives. You understand me? White people who have mm-hmm. sex with you, didn't the slave master sleep with our mothers and grandmothers? So just because they land in the bed with you, what mm-hmm. makes you think that they, that they shed their racism? They don't. White people are racist. All white people are racist. There's no exceptions. They might not all be bigots, but they're all racist. Right. They all want their people to dominate unfairly the resources, the opportunities, and the privileges of this society. So what, Every white person. What about the people that just say love is love, right? Who believes love is love? I mean, that's most people's answer. Most when they that talk might about... be most black people. Love, love ain't love for most white folks. White for everything white people do has a political purpose. Mm. Everything white people do has a political purpose. Ain't would, no love is love with white. Would, folks. would be we be considered racist if we only date within our race? No, that's what you call race loyalty, and you can racism is a group system. Yeah of exploitation, discrimination, oppression, bias, Mm -hmm. where one group seeks to deny all members of another group their fair share of resources, opportunities, and privileges. You know why you can't be a racist? You don't own a damn thing white people need in order to live. (laughs) Mm -hmm. True. White people need you for nothing, but you need them. Mm -hmm. Who schools our our kids go to? Theirs. True. Our money in whose banks? Theirs. Who's building the houses we need to rent and buy? Them. Who's shipping our stuff around the world that we need to order to live? Them. You follow me? Mm. They don't need us for shit. We need them for everything. We are as dependent on white people today as we were when slavery ended 157 years ago. Mm. So, In my opinion, mm-hmm. if you talk to an integrationist, if you talk to an integrationist and say, how far have we come since slavery? Oh, we've come very far. We got a black president. Now we got a black vice president. We got a black Supreme Court justice. 
We got about 10 black billionaires. We got about 100 black millionaires. Ain't shit changing. Because their definition of progress is based exclusively on superficial assets. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Now, that's the integrationist. Now you come to me, the nationalist, the pan-African nationalist. How much progress have we made since slavery? Zero. But Dr. Uma, how can you say that? Black people got master's degrees, doctor degrees, mm-hmm. houses in white neighborhoods. We own our own businesses. We got millionaires. We got tech companies. Here's my question. To what extent are we now in a better position to protect and dictate the lives of our children mm-hmm. today than we was when slavery ended? Let me ask it another way. When slavery ended, we owned one half of 1% of all the wealth in America. Guess how much we own now? The same. One half wow. of 1% of all the wealth in America. Mm-hmm. What the fuck has changed? Not Nothing at all but the appearance of things. Right. The only thing they did when they ended slavery is change the way it looked. They traded in slavery mm-hmm. before the Thirteenth Amendment. We were owned by individuals. We was the property of individual slaveholders. After the Thirteenth Amendment, we became property of the government itself. We are slaves of the state. Mm. So <coughs> still mean, not free. Let me ask you a question because... In other words, if you walk out here right now uh, and a police officer pulls you over uh, and takes your life, God forbid, unjustifiably, mm-hmm. how was that any better than you being on the plantation picking cotton and the overseer just decides to get off his horse and blow your damn brains out? Mm-hmm. 157 years apart, was there any difference in the power dynamic? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nothing at all. You're right. We are exactly where we were. There's no ramifications. Power. Power. Power is the measuring stick, y'all. Not education, not income, not billionaires and millionaires, how many black people on TV, Obamas and Kamalas. That's irrelevant. Mm. How much power do we have to force white people to leave us the hell alone? And do we have any more now than we had in 1865? I don't see it. Moving. Wait, hold on. Let me ask a question real quick. A lot of people say that Obama got in office and he did nothing for black people. Do you think he had the power to do anything when he was president? I want to ask a question before that question. Uh Do I think he had the power? Yeah. Yes and no. Major changes, Mm -hmm. he didn't have the power. Right. Minor changes, he did. Mm. For example, Mm. Barack Obama could have got us more black teachers. Barack Obama could have did something about the special education exploitation of our children. Mm. He could have done something about the suspensions and expulsions. He could have fought for better schools Mm -hmm. and more black educators because everybody agrees that the schools are a problem. Mm -hmm. Everybody agrees that the schools. Obama didn't do nothing about that. You follow me? He could have done something about black homelessness. He didn't. Mm. Now, for the black middle class, he threw them a couple bones and allowed them to buy a house and that kind of shit, if you consider that progress, right? Right. But overall, did he systemically change anything for black people? Not at all. But did he systemically change anything for gay people? Hell yeah. 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 Hell yeah. But don't you think it's easier for one to do that because of the power that they possess? Because of, you know what I mean? There's white people, Asian people that's in that community. Okay, possibly. But here's my question for you then. Uh Uh-huh. Let's 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 say Obama had no power to change nothing. Let's right. just say that. Mm-hmm. Then why would you vote for him for your presidency? I was I was ignorant right. to how that whole system worked when gotcha. I when I first voted. I was I just turned eighteen. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. so when as as I'm learning more, I realize that it goes through a vote and you need certain seats, people right. in these seats right. to, to push bills through. He didn't have that. Even Biden now, where we voted in these seats, he's still not doing nothing for black people. But you know what the difference is? Uh-huh. Presidents have executive privilege. Barack Obama could have signed executive orders mm. to do things for black people that he did not do. Remember, Biden gave the Asians an executive order before Congress gave them a law. He mm. gave the Native Americans an executive order before Congress gave them the law. Mm. You, you follow what I'm saying? Donald That's Trump saying. gave the Hispanics, the Latinos, an executive order before you understand? Uh, Obama could have used the power of his pen. And here's my one thing against Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. My one thing. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to slight him for not changing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to slight him for not even trying. Do you see the difference? I Definitely. Yeah, you the president of student government at mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. You didn't get nothing done. But guess what, brother? I salute you. 
because I saw you fight for me. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You didn't get nothing done, but I saw you fight for me. Mm. Every time I turned on the television, Barack Obama talking about homosexuals, like they the only people in the country. That's all he talked about. Middle-class white people, homosexuals, women, and immigrants. That's all he cared about. Black people got no attention from him, but that's why the white man put him in there. When Obama was running for office, I'm one of the only scholars of public stature that mm-hmm. said when he's done, we're going to be worse off than we was before he got in there. You go to my old, I did a lecture at Black and Nobel Bookstore in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. People still watching now. They say, Dr. Ubar, everything you said in the Obama, and this is why he was running. Everything you said about him, it has all come to pass. Why? I'm not no genius, but what I do know is every time we get elected officials, the condition of black people gets worse. It never gets better. Mm. Rarely do we do better when somebody black gets elected. You don't do think you... he was personally uh, hand-selected, especially after the, oh, the whole sure Bush situation? Sure yeah. 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 They selected Barack Obama to make America, the, make the black community in America safe for homosexuality, and they needed him internationally, went Anything. back to Africa's support because America needs Africa's resources. Mm-hmm. So he was a stooge and a puppet. He knows it, but he did it willingly. You know, I'm sure he has trouble sleeping at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But my point, again, if he has no power, mm-hmm. and if you claim your vote, see, both things can't be true. Either your vote is important, mm-hmm. or Obama should have never been elected because he ain't got the power to do nothing. You see that? You can't have a vote. You can't say, my vote means everything to me, mm-hmm. but I'm going to use it on a man who can't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. It can't be both ways. I'm going to be honest with you, and I don't blame Barack Obama. To his credit, he never said he would do nothing for black people. Do you understand well, me? Face value. When Jesse Jackson ran for president, 84, 88, he said he would do something for black people. When Al Sharpton ran, he said he would do something for black people. When Barack Obama ran, he made sure he didn't mention black people. Even in his presidential address, he wouldn't even mention Dr. King uh, by name. He just said a, a preacher from uh, Georgia. He wouldn't even say his name. Obama stayed as far away from black issues as possible. So to his credit, he didn't lie to us. We projected onto him mm. this messianic complex that's failed us. Because guess what? You know what? Do you think Joe Biden would have ignored black people if we didn't let Obama do it for eight years? Do you think Donald Trump would have ignored black people if we didn't let Obama do it for four years, Mm. for eight years? You will never get another president's attention anymore because the whole world watched black America catch hell and give Barack Obama a pass for eight years. The worst thing we could have ever done was publicly say it was okay. How do we bring for him value to not do nothing and just be black? How do we bring value back into our vote? Yeah, because you have to it was, organize it, it along racial lines. I thought it was disrespectful. Get out the Democratic when, Party. When Joe Biden, you know, when he was asked by Charlemagne, yeah. you know, uh, why should black people vote for you? And he's just like, well, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Like right. it was that wasn't an answer. He just was like, yo. It was it was disrespectful, but yeah. you know why? And he didn't get no flack from it. He didn't. But you know why he was comfortable enough to say that? Because the Democratic Party has owned the black vote since 1933. That's correct. This is 2023. So in another nine years, we would have voted Democrat for a century. What have the Democrats done so great Shit. that we owe them our vote for 100 years, brothers? 100 years. 100 years. Great question. Mm. You see that? Get out to your question. Get out the Democratic Party. Get mm. out the Republican Party. Black people need to become independents, mm. and we need to run and finance our own independent candidates. Mm. So when you become mayor of New York, when you become governor of New York, mm-hmm. when you become a city council or state rep, mm-hmm. you're going to do whatever the black community tells you to do because you don't owe nobody nothing. You didn't take no money from the Rockefellers. You ain't take no money from Chase Manhattan. See that? Mm-hmm. You ain't take no money from Morgan Stanley. You ain't take no money from Walmart. You ain't take no money from uh, Hyundai. You ain't take no money from McDonald's. You are a free candidate. The problem with our elected officials is 99% of them show up in office already enslaved by the dollar of another man. So I can... We up there celebrating. Oh, he's the new mayor of New York City. Like the guy y'all got now? Sure. Ain't he a former sure police born. officer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what, what we vote for him for? He's a damn cop. No disrespect to him. He might be a nice guy. But you fraternal order of police? Color. His color is blue. So thank you. Thank you. So what we vote for him for? Because black people love to be How oppressed. How can an independent party win them? Because if... You don't need to win. Uh-uh. In fact, you don't even need the party. You just need an independent political union. In other words, let's say we're a numerical minority, right? Right. We could run an independent. We never going to win because whites got more votes than us and Latinos now got more right. votes than us, right? Right. Yeah. We didn't have to win. We're going to leverage our votes. We're going to have a political town hall meeting with all the major candidates, Republican Party, Democratic Party, Libertarian, Green Party, right? Mm. You say, hey, this is New York City. We got 4 million black votes. 
And we putting them all in one place. We are not splitting. Do not divide the black vote. Put it together. Mm -hmm. We're going to ask y'all some questions. After y'all leave, we're going to talk about y'all behind y'all back. We're going to have a big community town hall debate. But when we walk out of here, we agree that majority rules. Right. And whichever one of y'all we vote for, that's going to get the votes. And if you do not deliver on what you promised, mm. very next election, you're gone. Mm. They're going to have to deliver. Can they survive without your 4 million votes? Mm. Hell nope. no. Hell no. That's why they said save us for the end and start Absolutely. shit to make us Listen, happy. here's what y'all need to understand. Nobody wants an organized black vote. Let me say that again. No black governor candidate wants an organized black vote. No black U.S. Senate candidate. No black U.S. rep. No state rep. State senator. City council. Nobody, black or white, in politics mm. wants an organized black vote. You want to know why? Because you now got the power to hold them accountable. accountable. Mm -hmm. If we was organized, yeah. your mayor would have to go to war with the police department on our behalf. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't have a choice or right. he's going to be unseated. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you understand me? Mm -hmm. yeah. You think he wants y'all to be organized? These handkerchief-head-ass black politicians who don't fight for us and these governmental systems, do you really think they want your vote to be organized? You will make them turn their slave master into an enemy. Do you think that's why they give women and trans people so much leverage when it comes to, like, separating them from an actual, like, black man or the black family? Yes. I do think they want the black female vote because she's the biggest constituency in our community, mm -hmm. right? Brothers don't vote, brothers in jail, brothers know the vote ain't going to mean shit until we organize it. Mm -hmm. So yes, they would rather have a black female vote than a black community vote, hands down. Mm -hmm. Because black women vote more than black men. Mm -hmm. that's a fact. Um, and that's why we need our sisters to come back into the fold and say, you know what? We're not voting as women. We voting as black people. And we voting with our men. Do you know how powerful that would be? Right. If black men and black women stop the dumb shit on social media and say, we're going to fight because we got a common enemy, white supremacy, and we're going to put our votes behind a candidate who offers to do the most for us, that would be revolutionary. Definitely. So speaking of that, um, you know, I've seen a video of, your, of yours where you said that feminism has conditioned black women to view black men as the enemy. Um, it has. Feminism was financed by the CIA. Uh, Gloria, what was her name? Gloria Steinem, I think she was. Right, yeah. Mother of modern feminism because uh, traditional feminism goes back to the 1800s, right? With Susan B. Anthony and those uh, white supremacists. But Gloria Steinem was a CIA agent. They financed her. Her first feminist magazine they paid for. Mm. The CIA brought feminism into the white household to get the woman out the house and into the black household to turn the black woman against the black man. Mm. Mm -hmm. To scapegoat us for problems caused for her by white supremacy. So, you know, obviously, you know, a big thing. Obviously, we we spoke about the the gender wars, you know, earlier. Um, obviously, there's a lot of conversation nowadays about you know the value of what a woman brings and the value of a, what a man brings in a relationship. And now there's a lot more rhetoric from our women that we hear is I'm strong, independent. I don't need no man. Right. So, that's just that, that's pain speaking, though. Right. Because most black women know they will never get a man. A black woman can have sex whenever she wants. Right. Because she's beautiful. She can have a bedmate, but to have a soulmate, she may never get. I have two daughters, 11 and 20. Mm. Right? My oldest would be 21 this week. Statistically, right? There's a strong chance my daughter could be one of those. I hope she's not. She could be one of those who never get a husband because only one out of four gets a husband. You see that. So when a black woman says, I don't need a man, that is a reaction to the reality that I may not get a man. So why not preach? Because I understood, you know, you're, you're obviously against interracial relations when it comes to black Absolutely. men with black women. I mean, with white women. With all um, women. You should only be with the black woman. And you will say, well, if you can't find a good woman in America, there's Go somewhere else. In Absolutely. So why not teach that same rhetoric to our women? Like if you, I do. If you feel I like tell you... sisters all the time, go to Africa. So I then... know sisters who marry. I just, I just uh, spoke with a sister. She invited me to the wedding. She just married a brother from the continent. So, but instead of saying they, they will never I'll get married, I'll take sisters to Africa who married brothers they met right. in Africa. Right. So yeah, I, I think do there's plenty. There's plenty. I think there's obviously plenty of black men, yes, black it is. women. So and what I also tell black women, if you're going to go get you an African man from the continent, right. you're going to have to understand that the way in which you talk to black men in America mm -hmm. will not be tolerated over there. Mm -hmm. Why the it, fuck is it, it tolerated here? It's not tolerated here. That's what we're trying to tell them. Well, 
Over here, I want to say this to us, though. Mm. Because we try to act like the way sisters treat us doesn't have a history that we are not at least partly responsible for. Let's be honest. Mm. The black woman has had to hold down the black house by herself, mm-hmm. although imperfectly. Mm-hmm. She's had to do it by herself since the mass incarceration of black males began in the 1970s. You mm-hmm. understand me? Mm-hmm. Most of our children are raised by a single mother right now. Mm-hmm. And it has been that way for about 50 years. So when a sister says, I don't need a man, because she couldn't find one strong enough to hold her down. Or when you meet a woman and you say, sister, I'm, I'm strong enough to be a man. You ain't got the work or you ain't got to pay the bills or whatever. Pull back. I got you. And she can't do it because all the other men before you mm-hmm. who disappointed her. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, black man, we got to be patient with our women because we created that personality. We created that. And then we, we want to act I, like we didn't play a role. Okay. We have to be held strong, accountable for their poor selection. No, you have to be held accountable. No, you have to be held accountable because they have a poor selection. See, what you're saying, you're selecting a poor mate. And what I'm saying is they don't have much to select one, so of course she's going to end up with a poor mate. And why is she going to end up with a poor mate? Because we as black men are not raising black boys to be the men that our women need. We are not. They out there killing themselves right now. What we doing about it? Unemployed black males, what we doing about it? Pants sagging, weed smoking, what we doing about it? Black men are not raising black boys to be the men our community needs. That is 100% our fault. What I'm saying is she got a right to be angry with us. Mm. She got a right to be angry with us. We have not been on our job as black men. If the men are the providers, what have we been providing for our community? I'm not speaking you individually. Yes, yes. Because you may be a damn good father. You may be a damn good father. You may be a damn good father. But guess what? What are we doing for the community? What are we doing for the children who don't have a father? You don't think the black woman got a right to be angry when she's been raising two-thirds of the kids by herself for 50 years? And the minute she raised her voice, we say she's not humble enough? She had to become masculine to survive the rape, the molestation, the domestic abuse. Are you telling me you can't see how we created that? I understand that, but she needs to be more selective. If we was loving our women and and taking care of our women, do you think she would be like that? That personality has a history. If she's picking Pookie and Ray Ray. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Instead of You're making jump. her a scapegoat. No, she's the, picking a scapegoat. No, 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 no. There's, there's good Can quality men that they ignore. Why she even got it? Why, why, why is there even a pookie in the selection? You got to ask something. No, no, no. I'm going to tell you why there's a pookie okay. in the selection. Why? Because black men have abandoned black boys and have allowed social media, white media, athletes, and rappers to raise them. That's why she with pookie. If we never allow pookie to develop, <laughs> she would not have a pookie. If we're going to be men... The mm-hmm. first thing we got to do is take responsibility for why our women feel the way they feel. I can I can hear that. I'm not saying that. Yeah. that they're right to disrespect because even if a woman disrespects me, right? Mm. That still don't give me a right to disrespect her because she's still the queen of the community. Even if she's not acting like it, I'm going to give her that respect. But when I hear brothers talk like this discourse we have now, yeah, yeah. we act like we don't understand no, I do, I reasons do, for that shit. I do understand. I, I, women are so valuable. You get what I'm saying? Like, I think women ground men and help them, you know, propel to the to the next level. I, I think men go, get further in life with a woman, mm-hmm. right? But when I, if I'm a hardworking man, but I'm only looked at as, as resources, okay, and then she's ready to jump on Tom, Dick, and Harry because... He has he's he got flash. He's uh, shining a little bit more. His access to money is quicker than mine's. It's it's kind of hard to have that. that well, no, one I agree with you, but that's not all sisters. No, it's not. It's and if not. you're constantly running into that type of woman, yeah, then the problem is you because you're attracting a certain low vibrational energy. Why yeah, why, is why that? Why not that same energy for the for women? You just you just again you have because demand we having a conversation as men. Yeah, I got I got plenty of interviews. With all women, where I check them too. Right. But as a man, 
you should not be concerned about what I say to them. Mm. No. As men, we should be concerned of what we're going to do to produce a better generation of black males for tomorrow. That's the only, that, women, that is where we should be focused Women on. bring the choice of life, right? We understand that, right? I can't have a, a, a child unless a woman agrees. And she can't carry woman, one if you or, didn't put it in her. It, I agree with that 100% too, right? But whether or not, if you want that child or not, she can still make that decision. It's only if up to her. If you don't put a seed in her, nothing else happens. And no woman can make you put a seed in her. So the original act was the responsibility of a man. True. I mean, it's All right. So did, did black men willingly leave the household or was it the system that was It was systemic. By? Right. So how, if we if, if we giving them grace for them having to do it without us, but it wasn't our fault, how but, are we not getting that same grace and that same respect? I'm going to tell you why. why? I'm going to tell you why. Because black men, as the leaders of the community, now- uh, we can't be leaders. Here's the here's the question we got to make. That. Here's the here's the question. Because the argument y'all make, yeah, feeds into the feminist agenda. Okay, it's mm. an argument that says I don't want the responsibility. I'm a leader. I don't want to fix shit. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fall back and let her run everything. That's what the feminists tell. They say, look at them making excuses for why they can't be better men. Making excuses for why they can't make better men. You understand? Mm. Your argument feeds the feminist narrative. That's, and not, it's dangerous. that's not what we're making excuses for. We're not, I'm we, saying I am the better man, but yeah. I shouldn't be held responsible because you wanted to choose a Pookie and a Ray Ray. That's not me. I work too hard and in my go life. I'm to what I said. Pookie and Ray Ray shouldn't exist. And the only reason why Pookie, Pookie and Ray Ray exist because we're not in the community making those boys the men they need to be. Do you All see right. that? And, she don't uh, get a Pookie if you didn't allow a Pookie. But she right. got an Eli. She ain't come to Eli. She went to Pookie. And that's what we're trying to say. <laughs> she wouldn't have had a Pookie if we didn't allow one. I worked too hard in my life. She wouldn't have had a Pookie if we didn't allow one. But Dr. Umar, we... Men and, supposed and, to make the braids the boys. Right, right. We, right as men, we as men is holding other men accountable for, for the same thing that you're talking what, about what, right what, now. What are we doing for the young brothers in the street? So What you mean? Mentoring them? Now I mean? He's a great father. Mm-hmm. I ain't talking about that's individual. I, that's good. Uh -huh. But that's individualism. Yeah. What are we doing collectively as men mm -hmm. to change the trajectory for black boys in the streets right now? I, I Nothing. We're being but a voice. talking shit. Yeah. I mean, you could take it's it. It's not that. going to get better mm -hmm. unless we put hands on deck. The reason the athletes and the rappers are the role models mm -hmm. is the professional black man moved out the hood. Where did Dennis at? He ain't in the black community mm -hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. Where the lawyer at? Where the business owner at? Where right. your city council person at? We abandoned no, black boys and then we blame black men for poor choices in mates that they should not even have to make if we did a better job raising our boys the right way. At the end of the day, if I'm gonna call myself a man, mm. the ultimate responsibility for reconstruction of the black community rests with me. Mm. Yes, they have a role. Mm. Yes, they have responsibility. Mm -hmm. But as a man, as a leader, to say I can't fix this shit unless she changes, that's not the definition of a man. I, I don't see. Yeah. I think we're we're, not, we're on two different accords. Like, yeah. I don't think we're saying that. What I'm saying is I am I'm capable of being that leader, that provider. I've worked hard in my life. You get what I'm saying? I should not have to. You still going I, back I to individual? But I only feel like we tell black men that we have to now deal with masculine women, women with children. Why by is other she masculine? Because she's got... had to raise the kids alone, not one woman, so brother, tell me, a I, whole I, community. So you mean to tell me I, the only woman I can look forward in my life is a masculine woman that has kids by no, other men? No, That's yeah. what I have to no, look forward to? But I'm see? telling you, mm. mistakes made by black men mm. systemically mm -hmm. gave rise to the conditions that allowed her to be masculine and made her end up with a man that you consider to be less than what he should be. And I'm telling you, black men are responsible for her being masculine because we have not helped her raise them children. I, I am and not. when I say help them raise them children, I don't mean you as the stepdad. No, yeah, yeah, I, I mean you yeah, yeah. as an active member Definitely. in the community yes. where we go to every single parent black mother and say, how many sons you got to? How many sons you got to? Well, guess what? That's your son's big brother. That's your son's big brother. He taking them to school. He doing the homework. He going to spend a couple hours with them every Saturday. He got his own kids too, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but he going to make time for you.
She got masculine because she had to become masculine in order to deal with the rape, the abuse, the domestic violence, the, the disappointments that men had in her life, and also raising those kids and having to take care of herself all at the same time. The black woman has been the be-all, in-all in our community for half of a century, and now we want to turn around and say because she didn't do it perfectly enough or remain feminine enough when she had to absorb our responsibilities plus her own, that's insensitive and disingenuous. I don't. I don't yeah, believe. So. Yeah, I can't. I mean, agree. I guess I, I do understand. I, what, I understand what you're saying. I'm not taking you nothing have back yet from that. to tell me something that we've done systemically to combat that. Because you keep saying me and her. I don't care about me and are, her. There, but there's plenty. Women of, and men. Mm -hmm. Women and men as a group in right. the community. You understand? Right. We gave birth to that. You see? So you say she had a couple kids already because she got she met men. She probably thought they was good. Some of them. They she left they, her. She knew they wasn't good. You don't know that, bro. She knew they wasn't good. You're right? making you know assumptions saying? about her. Would you make the same assumption if she was a white woman? Yes, I would. Yeah. So you say. No, 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 come on, come on, come on, woman accountable. So you say. Listen, on, I, I, like I said, I I feel like as a black, we man, don't hold them all accountable because black men date outside their race more than every other man put together. I said we, y'all three. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I but can't disprove even, that because I don't know you personally. Even that, yeah, but if we look at the numbers, black men marry black women at an 87% rate where black women marry outside of their race um, or they, they marry outside at a 92%. Black women that's do not. No, 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 you're that's wrong. That's percentages of you're wrong. That's not that much. Black women do not marry out the race more than black men. That's I'm not wrong. saying that. But the, the percentages black ain't that women, far off. That's black what I'm women have one of the highest, fastest growing interracial marriage rates. Mm -hmm. But her interracial marriage rate pales in comparison to what black men have been doing interracially for four or five decades. You oh, understand? She don't even come close to what we're doing black, interracially. Black fathers are in the home more than any other group or race. Okay. So but what's, that, that has no value? It does have value, but we're going to put that up against the other statistic. Two-thirds of our kids are being raised by the women. Two-thirds of our kids are being raised by the women. Mm -hmm. And like I said... When I say being raised, I'm not saying it needs to be a father. I would like a father in that house. Yeah. But I know it's not enough of us to go around. Yeah. We are not even being accountable to the boys in the hood. And we're complaining about the women. I'm ar I argue with women. Who are making babies yeah, with the irresponsible men that we didn't raise correctly. That's bullshit. All right. That's wimp-ass, weak man shit. Nah. Take responsibility for our shit. Stop scapegoating yeah. them. Yeah, I could agree. I could agree to that. All that, I'm that, saying that, is that. look at all. We could be doing better, man. Oh, half, the, half the black boys in the fourth grade can't read. What black men doing about that systemically? Not, not enough. I, I know I, what I, I'm doing about it. I'm I building agree. a school for it, two of them. Mm -hmm. But systemically as black men, what are we doing about that? Nothing. Black, black, black boys are the most unemployed teenager in America. What black men doing about that? Not See, the Pookie much. and Ray Not Ray you much. kept talking about? Mm -hmm. We letting them raise right before our eyes, and then we want to criticize us for ending up with one when we should have made sure there were none. Listen, we all got we all got choices. Just like if I choose to live a lifestyle You're that with could, individualism, that could, again. I can't. But that's deal with part that. of choices. No, it's not. We have to deal with this systemically. He brought up a question earlier, and he said, "Did we make these problems on our own, or was there some systemics involved?" Mm -hmm. It was systemics. Okay. In 1970, they shut down the factories. They took out the industrial mm -hmm. building jobs. Uh, 1980 dropped off the crack and the AIDS. Mm -hmm. 1990, the Bill Clinton crime bill. There's systemic factors at play. Mm -hmm. You totally. Divorce your analysis from any systemic factors at all. You ain't mentioned one. You keep talking about her and Pookie and Ray Ray with the kids. You ain't said shit about the systemics. That's exactly what white folks want you to do. Because That's what white I, folks want you to I'm do. Saying Ignore that I have made... what I've done to your women and scapegoat her. Because that's what she's doing to you. She's ignoring what the system did to you. And she's going to mm -hmm. scapegoat you. And, and We're they, both and... scapegoating each other. Okay, that's fair. That's your fair. analysis oh. is feeding the gender war. It's not solving it. Mm. Listen, I, I I I don't mind us holding the right? women accountable. I don't okay. mind us holding the men accountable. Right? Yeah. But when we gonna hold the system accountable as well? That's fair. And if we're gonna hold the system accountable, that also means we gotta make our own systems too. Our black men have not been manly in quite some time when it comes to raising boys. How would you suggest that black men take on the role of leadership? With, Especially with, when there's an attack on yeah, black masculinity. Without women willing to listen to us. You get what I'm saying? How do we prove our worth or take back the take leadership care of the boys? Role? You want the women back? Take care of these damn boys. They run in the hood, killing people at will, flunking out of school, following the lead of the gangster rappers. There's a whole bunch of stuff we can do mm -hmm. that ain't got nothing to do with the women. Boys and men. Do you understand? 
Deal with the boys and the men. Leave her out of it and go straight to the boys. And you'll get her respect back. Give them jobs. Give them education. Give them training. Give them your time. They not getting none of that from black men. We don't give a shit about black boys. And then we're going to get mad at her for ending up with one later in life. It's ridiculous. Like you I said, we, the we product get... and get mad for her for ending up consuming the product. She could consume whatever she wants. I'm just saying, as a black man... It's not about her consuming whatever she wants, brother, because if we're trying to fix the black community, everybody and everything matters. It's not individual. You're an individualist. What? You're not thinking as a community. Your whole analysis is based on me and her. Step out of that shit. This mm -hmm. is systems at play. You understand? Right. Multiple mm -hmm. black men screwed up. Mm -hmm. Multiple black women screwed up. You understand me? Mm -hmm. Look at the systemic nature and say, what system do we need to create as black men to prevent the Pookie and Ray Ray from coming into existence? Or I, as a black man, can just look for a woman that is healed, that is leading in her femininity, that doesn't have a child by that. another woman. But that doesn't solve community problems. We're talking about community solutions. That's individualism. That's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, let me get to this last topic before we get up out of here. Um, I do want to talk about your school because this is a great transition. Um, you know, how difficult was it to, to build your school? And obviously you had the detractors and the haters saying that the school didn't exist or, you know, you were scamming people. So what was your biggest, um, I would say, disadvantage or hardship about going about building the school? First of all, this water was good and it better not be FBI water. <laughs> <laughs> Bilal, take all their pictures. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Frederick Douglass Marcus Garvey Academy. First thing I want to say to your listeners is please donate to the academy. Indeed. Get on your Cash App, dollar sign FDMG School. Get on your PayPal, paypal.me slash FDMG Academy. You can mail check a money order in to FDMG Academy, P.O. Box 9634, Wilmington, Delaware, 19809. You can get that information on my website, drumarjohnson.com. You can also text message me for that. And for my parents out there who have having issues with your children, learning disabilities, autisms, ADHDs, IEPs, 504s, white teacher racism, psychological evaluations, pre-referral intervention plans, behavior intervention plans, any issues you're having with your children, education and mental health, you can reach out to me. 215-989-9858. That's 215-989-9858. Frederick Douglass and Marcus Garvey Academy, the idea had been with me since I was a psychologist with the school district of Philadelphia. The, the idea began to take form in 2014 when an associate of mine gave me a phone call and told me that the historic HBCU St. Paul's College was for sale in Lawrenceville, Virginia. He said they only want $2 million. I said, a whole HBCU for $2 million? Mm. 118 acres. I went down there. Told them I need the school for our boys. The white people had Motley's auction in Richmond, Virginia. And they said, if you can get us $500,000 in about a month, we might could work with you. So we started a fundraiser. As soon as we started the fundraiser, my detractors attacked it. They called Motley, tried to disrupt the sale. In 2015, a year later, we started a GoFundMe. They sabotaged the GoFundMe, said I was spending the money on my own. So they stopped the GoFundMe, even though... I supplied GoFundMe with all the account statements and gave them permission to speak to the branch manager to verify the information. GoFundMe didn't even check it out because they wanted to shut me down. Mm. God damn. They didn't want to support a black initiative. So then we learned in what, 2017, I want to say, 16, mm -hmm. that a Chinese corporation bought the St. Paul's College. I couldn't believe it. That in the process people, of you doing it. Yeah. Mm. I couldn't believe that black people let Chinese people buy a historically black college built by our ancestors, coming out of slavery by Father Russell, who was friends to both Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carver. Chinese own it now. So once they bought the, the school, I said, okay, black folks are donating. We've always got a lot of donations. They're just low amounts. Quantity versus quality, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Quantity low. Or should I say the quality of the donation low, but the quantity vast. Yes. Okay, I get you. So, you know, a lot of 10s, 20s, 50s, mm -hmm. 100s, but if right. you're trying to buy an institution, yeah. that ain't quite enough. Right. right. Got you. Right? So anyway, we said, we're just going to get us a day school. So I used up all my frequent flyer miles flying all over America. I thought the school was going to be in Detroit because Detroit had a couple Catholic schools in great shape that we could afford. There was around a $300,000 mark. I said, we're going to end up in Detroit. Blackest city. I'm ready for Detroit. Mm. Roman Catholic Church wouldn't sell them to me. Mm. Then we had a school in Philly. Roman Catholic Church wouldn't sell it to me. 
Then we was going to lease a school in money earning, money earning Mount Vernon, New York. Clean Catholic school. White man said, I got to call Rome. I said, what? He said, I got to call Rome. I said, you got to call the Vatican. He said, yeah. I didn't know this. Mm. He said, half the Catholic schools in America are still managed directly from the Vatican. Mm. That's crazy. Did y'all hear that? I, I didn't know that. Guess yet. what else he told me? What? That the Roman Catholic Church is the second largest owner of real estate on the planet Earth. White man told me this. Mm. So he called me back. Rome said, we can't give you the school. Right. The Roman Catholic Church refused me to lease the school in money earning Mount Vernon, New York. Mm. In other words, the school could have been open years ago, mm -hmm. but we kept on getting sad. Is that because, do you feel because you are a black man trying to purchase Because that? I'm Dr. Umar. Yeah, well, okay. he's trying to, you know. Remember something Napoleon Bonaparte said during the Haitian Revolution. When Napoleon said, we got to crush the saint Overture and Jean-Jacques Dessalines, one of his subordinates said, Commander, why are you so interested in destroying the Haitians? Is it to prevent them from destroying our investment on the island? He said, nah. We must stop and crush the Haitian revolution to forever prevent the march of blacks forward into the world. Mm -hmm. The Haitian revolution wasn't about the Haitian revolution. It was about white supremacy. Mm. They can't let me succeed because they don't know how far I will go. You see that? When white people see a fire, they put it out. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Who is this black man coming up here who can afford to pay this type? What black man is thinking about opening up a school for black boys independently? Mm. Now, you might do LeBron James, public school you just give some money to. You didn't buy it. You didn't build it. You don't own it. You don't control it. Puffy, get you a charter school. Jalen Rose, get you a charter school. I'm not doing that. This is independent. We own it. Mm -hmm. Right? Then I went to Detroit, tried to buy a public school. They wouldn't show me none of the public schools in good shape. Chicago, couldn't get none of the public schools in good shape. Mm. That's when I realized there's a national, there must be a national thing out. Right. He don't get no school. You yeah. feel me? It, 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 we had the money and they still wouldn't sell them. Mm -hmm. So then finally, I come back from Benin, Togo, and Ghana, 2017. Remember the great North American eclipse, August 21st of 2017? Mm -hmm. Which is my birthday, Nat Turner Day, Haitian Revolution Day, George Jackson Revolution Day. I'm on LoopNet. I see the school in Wilmington, Delaware. So this school looked brand new. I go to it on my way down to Nat Turner, came back from Nat Turner, went to Cuba to get my initiation. When I came back from Cuba, I finally got into the schools. I walked around. I said, you know what? These schools are modern. They in good shape. Did my research, found out these schools only 10 years old, two of them. They wanted $2 million. Mm. We didn't have, we only had a half a mil. Mm. But I, that was August and September of 17. We bought the school February of 19. So for 18 months, I stayed on them. Right. Can we get the school? Can we buy the school? Can we get the school? Buy the school? Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then one day I said, can y'all sell it to us? Mm. He responded, give us what you got. Mm. I said, oh, shit. I talked him down from two mils. To right. We got to school 2017. I'm happy, jumping for joy. Mm. Little did I know. The black contractors was not going to do us any 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 justice. Yeah, man. we got robbed, we got scammed, man. Our own people, which is unfortunate. Yeah, very unfortunate. Then one day, last September, I said, "You know what? I'm gonna have to use white folks." I waited three years to try to get my people. We got to school in seventeen. We in, mm. excuse me, we got to school in nineteen. I saw it in seventeen. We got it in nineteen. This twenty twenty three, mm. right? So February of nineteen to twenty to twenty one to twenty two to twenty three. Four years. February, March, April, May, June, July, August. It'll be four and a half in August. I decided to call up a white man, HVAC. He had both units on the roof in two days. Mm. Crane truck and everything. We already bought the units. We had them custom made. Right. So they've been sitting for a year. Brand new. Mm -hmm. Sitting. Because all the black HVACs tell me they're going to come do it. Never did it. So I called a white man to do it. He gets the units up right before the festival. I start scratching my head like, damn. Mm -hmm. Waiting on brothers for three? This white man did this in two days? Mm -hmm. So then I asked the white man, I said, you know any plumbers? He said, I got a plumber for you. Boom. Electrician? Mm -hmm. I got him there. Boom. Security? Boom. Fire come? Boom. Boom. Wednesday, I go to the school to get the final HVAC repairs done. HVAC is on. We got air. We got AC. You got to do some final stuff right. mm -hmm. to get the inspection. Once that go through, we done. I got to call the city, find out what we got to do to get our certificate of occupancy because plumbing is repaired and inspected, HVAC repaired and inspected, fire security repaired and inspected, everything. The only thing left 
is HVAC. And of course, we gotta close up the holes and paint and do the floor. It's superficial, mm -hmm. beautiful. Mm -hmm. But all the systems, once we done HVAC, we done. Mm -hmm. yeah. The sad thing is, those white men did in four months, three months really, what black men couldn't help me do in three years. Mm. It's the self-hate. It does, it's not does, giving up on our people though, because yeah. when we go across the street to the Frederick Douglass High School, which is four times bigger, mm -hmm. I still want to find some black contractors. I'm never gotcha, giving up okay. on my people, yeah, that's what but I also have to face reality. Right. And the reality of the fact is we are so psychologically damaged mm. that most of us find it almost impossible to do right by another black person. Mm. And these white folks, they don't even like me. Do you feel me? Right. Mm -hmm. They don't even like me. But the money but told. But they did the job yeah. and did it right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It hurt. I'm like, damn. They just did it with no problem. Just came in, knocked it out, cheaper price and everything. Mm. If I would have just went with whites from the beginning, the school would have been done. But I couldn't do that because that's against what I stand for. Mm. So I had to try to use our people. So with this being an independent um, school, mm -hmm. does that mean you can implement your own curriculums? Absolutely. Like, so what kind of curriculums do you are you going plan on teaching at this school? Well, you got to have math, science, language, and social studies. That's required. Right. right. And then on top of that, we're going to have agricultural and agronomical science, dietary, nutritional science. We're about to buy some farmland right now. Mm. Uh, we're also going to have political and military science. We will be teaching African martial arts, weapons training too. Mm. Uh, there will also be spiritual and astrological science. I practice Yoruba spirituality. We will teach it. The school will be a bona fide independent parochial academy. We must have a religious instruction there, spiritual instruction. Mm. There will also be a dietary, nutritional, agricultural, agronomical, spiritual, and uh, astrological, military and political, science of the black man, woman, and child. Right. So we're going to teach the boys how to be men, how to be gentlemen, also how to be men, how to be fathers, how to mm. be leaders in the community. And then financial and economics, mm -hmm. investing, mm. real estate, stocks, all of that. We're going to have guest speakers every month for the boys from different industries. They're going to work on their own business plan. And when they graduate from the school, we're going to give them their grant for their first uh, business startup. I know this in China. <laughs> Um, they are actually teaching their boys, you know, they have masculinity classes in a sense, mm -hmm. right? Is there, do you think there's a need to kind of have a masculinity course for our young black boys? I don't know exactly what their masculinity course entails. Right. But our science of the black man, woman, and child will likely cover that. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Because we believe in the divinity of the black man and the divinity of the black woman. So right. that's part of it. Sure, we might need some classes for some grown adult men to be taught how to be a man. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I, like a I college, like, yeah, like, like I don't know if it's a like college or maybe some grad school. Yeah, something. Some I don't know. Shit. <laughs> need some. We need some help. Yeah. We're going to have some stuff for the men too once we get the boys up and running. Because right. although FDMG is a school by day, mm -hmm. it's a community university by night. So mm -hmm. this is an all boys school. You say? It's going to be all boys for the oh. first three to five years. Then it's going to become girls. Okay, all okay. boys and girls. Got okay. you. I'm volunteering okay. us anytime you ever need us to meet, even like speak or do some that you may need. Something that you may not have time for, or something you think that we can fit to yes, help. Okay. We're definitely gonna be a part of it. Appreciate just, you know, it. send the kite out. I'm looking forward to it, you know, not just for the blessing it'll be to our, our children, but also to the community. Because definitely. there's very few places that we have mm -hmm. where we can meet unencumbered by other people. Mm. You know, I speak more than any other scholar in the world, black, right? I'm mm -hmm. the most requested black scholar on the planet for 13 years straight. Mm -hmm. I can count on one hand the amount of places I've been in the world that we own. Most of the time, we in something owned by Arabs, white people. They flicking the lights on, mm -hmm. cutting the lights off. Right. I got to get out. You, you feel me? Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Like, damn, we don't. Only place that we own is the black churches. But mm -hmm. the black churches don't want you in there talking politics mm -hmm. because they already in somebody's pocket downtown. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So the one place that has space in a microphone for us to organize and strategize the black church. Don't want us in there to organize and strategy. Mm. I, I did. I want. So with FDMG, yeah. we have enough space where we could do conferences and everything. And once yeah. we do the Frederick Douglass High School, which is across the street, once both schools are up, mm -hmm. we are undisputedly the largest independent black school country, black school independent campus in the country, and the only independent black school with two buildings, two mm. legitimate real schools, not no church, not no basement, not no home, yeah. real school. We're the only independent school in the country. With two schools, that's black, and we're the largest. That's, that's, that's dope, dope, man. Like, listen, before before we get up out of here, because I understand you're a busy man, I do want to ask you one question. It's a, it's a short question. Go ahead. I did see, I seen that you posted um, 
a female rapper by the name of Sukiana. Right? Uh-huh. Um, she has some choice words for you and in her song. You know what I mean? What would you What would you say to our good sister about that? Uh, right? Sister Suki Hani, I never heard of the queen before a supporter of mine sent me the video. Mm. <laughs> you know where she said, "I'm not going to use her words, but where she said, if I wanted to spend some private time with a man, it'll be Dr. Umar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right?" Um, and then at the end of the video, which wasn't on my Instagram, but it's on my Facebook and TikTok, she says. If Dr. Umar met me, he would shoot his shot because he had seen that I'm a beautiful black African conscious queen. I could use some guidance. I got a little bit of daddy issues. She was very humble. Right. Yeah. You understand? Yeah, indeed. I didn't know she was from Wilmington, Delaware. That's where the school is, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I would be open to meeting with her, right? Mm-hmm. To see where her head is. Because first, it's always politics before Punani for me. Mm-hmm. So what can we do together to build the community? Now, obviously, her content isn't something I could endorse. Mm-hmm. But it seemed to me that if she's willing to follow my lead, that she might be ready to make a transition, mm. right? From mm. the raunchiness to the righteousness. Mm. And so maybe she'll take all her followers and bring them into a more conscious lifestyle. Maybe. I don't mm. know. That would be a conversation that um, we would need to have, though. But if she decided to turn the corner and leave that content alone mm. for something that is more conscious and more positive for our daughters and sons... I would work with her. Mm. And I think we could do a whole lot together too. But she would have to turn that corner because I couldn't endorse the current message that she Listen, if anybody you. could do it, you could do it. Like, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> again, mm-hmm. appreciate you for pulling up. <laughs> um, again, let them know where they can follow you at. Uh, TikTok and in, excuse me, Instagram and Twitter at Dr. Umar Johnson. Facebook, Dr. Umar Ifatunde. TikTok, Prince of Pan-Africanism with a K. Uh, what else is out there? I think that's it, right? Facebook, Your YouTube, footprint. right? I don't have a YouTube. Okay, you don't have a YouTube? All those are fake pages. Those are oh, oh wow. Okay. Umar, before you, you before you go to, you gotta hit us with the "I beg your pardon." You gotta hear it. Come on, you gotta hear it. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that was dope. you, man. Yo, and dope. if y'all enjoyed the conversation, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe if y'all not already subscribed. Join the membership, man. There's a lot of behind the uh, scenes great you might episode. get. You know what I mean? It's a great episode. Cop the merch as well. Yeah. Co, man. Appreciate you. So y'all ain't bring me no shirt. Nah, we got, we got you one. We got you one. Yeah, we, we, we got you one. Definitely yeah, sure. Definitely. Like, you know what I mean? And we're going to have to send something to the, to the school. Like, you know, we, we do all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No doubt. No 